Now, everyone is affected by disabilities either personally or through relationships with others. Each comes with distinct challenges and no two are exactly the same. No matter what your situation is, there are many things that you can do to lighten the load. Today, my guests Mary and Krista Horning will be talking about God's good desire in suffering. Mary and Krista Horning, mother and daughter, are speakers and co-authors of the book, Just The Way I Am, God's Good Design and Disability. Together, they participate in the special needs ministry in their church and community. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood, Mary and Krista. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, Krista, you were born with a rare genetic disorder called Apert syndrome, right? Apert syndrome. It might actually be the guy who invented it was for first discovered it was French, but maybe even a a pair. We're not quite sure, but we say Apert syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) And you've undergone over 60 surgeries in your lifetime. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mary and Krista, could you both just share a little bit about your story? Sure. I was so excited to have a baby that had just been a longing of my heart. So when our husband, my husband and I were expecting our first child, we were so excited and there was no reason to think there were any problems. Um, 34 years ago, ultrasounds weren't even necessarily a thing that you did unless they thought there might be a problem. And Apert syndrome wouldn't have been detected with the, the ultrasounds at that time anyway. And so, you know, we went into labor just thinking this is all going to go fine. And Krista was born. The doctor held her up and said, you know, you have a baby girl. Congratulations. And then she said, you know, there's some defects that we see here and there may be more that we can't see. And as she held her, Krista just never started to cry. And so we knew there was probably even something urgent at that moment. And so they took her immediately to Children's Hospital and um, she did go into cardiac arrest and was unable to breathe, partly because of a bone that was growing across the back of her airway. And in three days, we found out that she had this rare syndrome called Apert syndrome. And there was this book of syndromes, you know, we didn't have the internet at the time. And so there's this book and they copied some pages out of it for us. And Krista was in the hospital for six weeks. Um, and But we took these pages home and there were these horrible pictures of people who had not had surgery and all the list of things that um, could be a challenge with someone with Apert syndrome. And and really the the simplest definition is bony deformities throughout the body. Mm. And those defects are mostly in the skull and the hands and the feet. And so people who don't have any kind of surgery, you know, their, their brain is just going to be um, growing in the skull that can't expand and their fingers are just going to remain fused like mittens. And so we started this process and journey of Krista having surgery after surgery. Um, by the time she was 18 months old, she had 18 surgeries and the surgeries could help, but they didn't really fix everything. You know, for example, they, they did release her fingers um, one by one, but her fingers can't bend and move, you know, like a typical hand. And so there was progress and there was some hope, but yet we were so afraid. We were so filled with anxiety and mm-hmm. And especially just knowing that 
I would have to watch my beautiful child suffer, my precious mm. girl, you know, and that's, that just breaks a mom's heart, you right. know, know that I'm going to have to watch this lifetime of suffering. And so there was a lot of um, angst and lamenting and crying out to God and, and asking him, why, why has this happened? Why would you put my baby girl through this? And as Krista grew, she began to have questions as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a young child, I, I, mean, I always knew I was disabled. I was just, that's just a part of my life. My parents mm -hmm. were always you know, honest with me about that. And so I never really knew anything different. And so as a young child, I just you know, had fun. I played. I just went about life just normally. But as I was getting older, you know, I started realizing, wait, you know, I am different. And you notice that other people around me were you know, especially kids were treating me differently. You know, I really hardly had any friends in school. I did end up later um, getting homeschooled, which was a really big help there. You know, it, school was still very hard for me, but mm -hmm. that helped with bullying and stuff. But, you know, I couldn't even just go to a playground without kids yelling at me, stupid face, you don't belong here. And mm -hmm. so I really started questioning God and, and you know I, I learned about God all my life I learned Bible verses from the time I was born and but yeah I, I just wondered why did God make me this way why did I have to be so different and so I you know talked with my parents over and over again but we decided that I needed some other help you know just to talk to my parents and so I contacted the children's pastor at our church and just formal mother and just said, I have these questions. Can you answer them? And he wrote a letter back and he and his wife actually came over to our house to read the letter to me. And he, he just sat down with me and explained that there were no easy answers in suffering and we don't always understand the ways of God, but he was sure that God was doing something bigger with my disability than I could possibly see. And there were things I must be absolutely certain about as I grew, no matter what happened, no matter how I felt, there were truths I should never, never, never stop believing. And mm -hmm. just read a list of, oh, yeah, God is good, and God is faithful and kind, and is always with us and will help us and works everything for good. And so that night, I began to see God you know, for who he really is. Mm -hmm. I saw this, this pastor who loved the Lord with all his heart, and and I wanted that, too. And so, you know, the Lord slowly began healing my heart and mm -hmm. began showing me that he is real and he is with me. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, now, Mary, were you prepared to go through the challenges of what you had to go through? No, I really wouldn't say I was. And I think I had this attitude. I, I was a Christ follower, but I had gotten this attitude that if I was a good girl, God would be good to me. Right. And it, it's so easy to get, you know, to grab onto that untruth. <laughs> and 
I had, I didn't realize I had really until Krista was born. And so I really wasn't prepared spiritually. I also, of course, wasn't prepared physically. You know, I didn't know anything about Apert syndrome. I had studied up on how to be a parent. You know, I'd, I'd thought about discipline and nurturing and how do I love my children? But of course, you know, I had never thought about, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a psychologist. You know, I'm going to be a special ed teacher. Mm-hmm. And so once she was born, there was just, that was part of the shock and the fear of how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I going to, and, and literally like um, 10 years before the doctors told us that people born with favorite syndrome would have been put into some kind of a home to live in just because there were so many multiple disciplines that I was going to have to take on as her mom. And of course, 34 years ago, people were starting to live at home and being cared for. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I've had her in my home. And God has been so good to just um, help us in so many ways. I've I've cried out for wisdom. That's probably been one of my greatest prayers to him. God, show me what to do Um, step by step, day by day. um, Give me wisdom. And of course, I've made many mistakes and I haven't done this perfectly at all. But all glory goes to God for for what Done. Yeah. Yeah. I think even for a normal mom, we <laughs> we make mistakes every day and nothing seems perfect. And I was just telling a friend of mine today, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know. <Nope. laughs> I I mean, thank God I have got to lean on because I have no clue what I'm doing. And we're constantly asking wisdom from the Lord, like help me. Um, But I can't imagine the amount of challenges that you had to go through. Now, you know, Krista, I I just am so appreciative of you sharing about you writing to the pastor. Now, was there a moment in your life where you felt like you resented God? I think during my teenage years, about that time when I wrote to the pastor, Mm -hmm. I don't think I, I knew that God was real. I don't think I ever said there is no God, but mm-hmm. I just wondered, you know, why couldn't I just be normal? And mm-hmm. he was with my mother, my brother and sister. And you know, I, I read the Bible stories about how Jesus healed people who were lame or paralyzed mm-hmm. or blind. And you know, why couldn't he do that to me? And so there was definitely, you know, a time when I felt that the Lord, you know, with me or without how I would say, you know, with me or helping me or but he was far away. Yeah. Now, Mary, how did you affirm Krista of God's love and God's design for her, for, for her and as you as a family? So as soon as Krista was born, my husband and I just said, we need to start pouring God's word into her heart because hearing the word brings faith into our hearts and lives. And so we were blessed to find um, some Bible verses put to song. And so it was a, it was a great thing, you know, to do, just pop those. At that time, we had CD players and pop those in and listened. We'd listen all day. We'd listen as she went to bed. And all of those verses were just going into her heart. And of course, she was just a baby. And you could say maybe she really couldn't even cognitively take that in. But I know by the power of the Holy Spirit that God was using that word to shape and form her. And at the same time, it was shaping and forming me. 
I was hearing all those verses and I was listening to God is good. He is good. His love endures forever. His works are excellent. Praise his name and trust him. He's our rock and our shield and our fortress. And he ups, upholds us with his righteous right hand. And I needed to be hearing all those things too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that the word isn't like just magic. You say it and then all these things come true. But But God was entering our hearts and he was feeding us. The word was like our daily bread mm-hmm. and, and it was feeding us and helping us in ways that we really couldn't imagine. And so that was a really big thing that we did. And then we did have two children after Krista and continued that same pattern with, with those kids and just talked a lot. One thing I was really honest with Krista and I we talked a lot about our disability and and didn't try to hide things. You know, mm-hmm. if there was a surgery coming up, we'd talk about it and, and we knew there'd be fear ahead of time. But I never wanted her to wake up one morning and say, why didn't mom tell me that my face is different? Why didn't mom mm-hmm. tell me that people might bully me? You know, why didn't she tell me I was going to have this big surgery? And I just felt this sense that I needed to be really honest in love adding along with the honesty, that ability to say in this hardness and and in the honesty that I have to give you, Jesus is here and he's taking care of us and he hasn't abandoned you. And, you know, she said she felt like he was silent. You know, it's a God isn't silent. He he hasn't gone away. He hasn't left you in this and he has a purpose and he has a plan. One of the Bible verses that we loved, um, and I know a lot of people love Jeremiah 29, 11, for mm-hmm. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope and a future. And we gave that verse to her as a life verse. Mm-hmm. And, and we just said, this is your verse, Krista, and we want you to hang on to this and, right. and sing it and say it to yourself over and over again. And so that was a huge blessing too. Wow. Well, number one, you are one brave woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number two, well, Krista, now, how did you feel when your mom was being honest in telling you when your surgery is next and what you have to do and the disability that you have? How was that making you feel? I think that, again, that really helped me to mm-hmm. be prepared like you know, my mom said, you know, weeks before the surgery, we would talk about oh, what's going to happen. And I'd be meeting, like, go to the hospital for a tour and, you know, something to help me prepare for it in that way. But we definitely, again, you know, went to the word of God and that, you know, all those promises that he was with me and would help me wherever I go. And so, yeah, I think it really helped that my mom was, was honest and, why don't you tell the pig story? That's such an amazing, fun story. <laughs> so one day I was going to a new hospital. I, mm-hmm. I'd never been to the hospital before. And so I was extra nervous, you know, an unfamiliar setting. I knew people at the normal hospital that I went to. And so that morning, you know, going to this new hospital, we especially prayed, you know, that God would be with me and show me his love and his goodness and his mercy. And I love pigs, animals, pigs. And that day at that hospital, they happened to be everywhere. Oh, wow. There was a, a TV show on that day that had like a puppet pig. And I I won some, you know, 
gifts, like that, like a little pencil and a t-shirt, you know, all these big things. And then there happened to be the, the local baseball team mascot, who was a, a real actual pig, was visiting patients at the hospital that day. And so oh, wow. my room for a visit. <laughs> so that day, I knew that, that God was with me and, and yeah. loved me and knew every part of me from how he made me to that I loved these little animals <laughs> and that, and that it happened to be there that thing that wasn't an accident that was all right. God ordained <laughs> Yes, I love it when he does those sweet little things because the little, the little thing matters to him, and um, he sees how much you know it matters to you, and shows you, you know, shows you love even in ways that is so unexpected. That was really, really sweet. Now, Mary, I I love that you her her life verse is Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven. Now, how did you stretch Krista and teach her to dream big? Well. I always was listening to what her dreams were. Um, I wanted to be careful to listen because she's she's not going to be able to do everything. She can't get herself ready in the morning. She can't cross the street by herself. And so we listened carefully. And one of her dreams was to write a book. And she wanted to write an autobiography. And I said, you know what? Why don't we start with a kid's book? <laughs> and so about the time she was a senior in high school, we started putting this book together and I helped her do that. And it was a pretty rough copy and we put it out at her graduation party and people looked at it and said, wow, this is, this is really neat, Krista, you should try to publish this. And so long story short, it took four years of just trying to publish it in different places and in different ways. And God just made it happen so that our pastor saw this copy that we had put together and he's published books. And so he said, I'd like to help you do this. And we were just amazed. You know, we were just mm -hmm. so delighted that God was going to take this and, and make this book into this amazing thing. And so that that's a really huge story of God's grace and mercy. And another thing that Krista always wanted to do was have a job. Mm -hmm. And so for that, you know, we just took baby steps. We had her um, volunteer at this clinic and it's a clinic that she was a patient at and it's a clinic that serves people with disabilities. So it seemed like the perfect job for her if they could figure out something she could do. And so after a year or so, I went to the um, manager and I just said, is there any way Krista could get paid, you know, for what she's doing? Would you just have any opportunity for that? And by God's grace, there was an opportunity to do that. And so she works at this clinic two hours a day, um, Monday through Friday. And that has really stretched her. You know, um, I remember kind of almost pushing her out the door on her first day, day of work and were worrying if somebody saw me, they were going to call, you know, somebody to come and rescue Krista. But she she pushed herself, you know, past the fear of going in and she just, she loves her job. And we've had to push her into, you know, transportation kinds of things, you know, to get to her job. And all of it is, you know, step-by-step step and continual encouragement and you can do this and you're going to be happy when it all comes together. And I think those are two really big things that I'm really proud of her that she's done and accomplished in her life. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Krista, I, I love uh, the strength that you have. Now, how can you encourage um, other women who maybe who may have that challenge of disability to dream big and to be able to do something that they're thinking about? I guess, you know, first and foremost, you know, keep trusting in the Lord, you know, pray with some, you know, parents or friends or one thing that, you know, we've been blessed to be involved in is the Johnny Erickson-Tadas ministry, Johnny and Friends. They have a, she has a summer camp every year for families affected by disability. So that's a great, you know, resource and, and, and get, you know, ministry or offices all over the country. From, you know, my own church, you know, we have a disability ministry. So I've been, you know, involved with that. Yeah, and it's helpful for people with disabilities to be connected to other people so that they can look at Krista and say, well, Krista got a job. Maybe I can get a job. Right. Um, And Krista wrote a book. Hey, how did you do that, Krista? That would be amazing. I love to write or I love to draw. And it's helpful to kind of join forces and come together. And one amazing fun thing they do at this camp is they have a um, talent show where they let the kids with disabilities do their talent and they get cheered for and clapped. And, you know, everyone is just so excited to see what gifts they have and what kind of things that they'll bring. And so those kind of moments are really sweet when they can join together and and just use the gifts that God has given them and find new ways to do that. Now, I have a question for the both of you is that what have you both learned from each other? (laughs) Um, I've learned a lot from Krista. (laughs) Um, You know, perseverance, patience, working hard under trial, um, endurance, just lots of of things she's joyful people often tell her they just see christ in her mm-hmm. and and what a gift that she yeah. can go out you know for those of you who are listening you can't see she has a facial difference as a young woman she could ask to just stay at home and mm-hmm. and hide from the world and there's times she doesn't necessarily want to go out with us um but most of the time she's happy to go out into the community knowing that she may get laughed at, but ready and willing to display the love of Christ to whoever is willing to, to take her smile and be moved by it. Yeah, I guess I would say just how to love the Lord and keep trusting in him, you know, in the hard times, again, just, you know, going to his word each day and just being content in whatever situation he brings you. And again, that's most days, you know, not every day. There are some days I wish it could be different, but I'm just learning, you know, each day to be content in the Lord and be thankful for where he has me and where he's brought me and where he's going to go with in the future. Now, Mary, can you share some ways where you can empower and encourage moms um, who are f- facing, you know, uh, the challenge of their children having disability? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's really easy to become discouraged. It's really easy to think, you know, this is, I can't even imagine. Remember when Krista was born, I cannot imagine her as a 34-year-old. Take each day, one day at a time, mm-hmm. you know, Um Believe that God will use this for good. He takes what we see as 
as bad and um, something that we could never imagine. You know, I could have never imagined that Krista would write a book, that Krista would have a job at a prestigious clinic. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have imagined that, that he took what I saw as, as just suffering and destruction and he brought restoration. And so trust him for that, ask him for that. That's what he does. And let the the suffering um, change your heart too. You know, I saw how dependent I was on myself mm-hmm. and I've learned now to be so much more dependent on Christ. And that still creeps back in as it does for all of us. But, and sometimes, um, you know, there's just that pride that needs to be moved and, and a, an ability to say, God, you are God. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And this is your plan for us. And I want to trust. And that's not going to happen overnight. I struggled for years, mm-hmm. um, 13 years to be exact, of just this resentment and anger and bitterness. And mm-hmm. so there's hope if you're out there and you're struggling and, and you are feeling just anxious and angry. God can move in your heart and life and he will just keep calling out to him, cry out to him, speak honestly to him mm-hmm. and listen to other people who've been through this, read their books, listen to their s- sermons, you know, um, that can be really helpful too and, and give encouragement to your heart and life. Now, how did you overcome that resentment or was there a revelation that you just received that just completely freed you from that? I think it's, it was really more of a slow process about 13 years into Krista's life. I was so physically, mentally, and emotionally distraught that I, I think you could say I had a breakdown. No one actually, you know, diagnosed me for, with that, mm-hmm. but I was having panic attacks. My heart was racing and beating out of control. And that summer I got a phone call from a friend who, a dear friend who spoke the truth in love. And she said, Mary, you're not eating. You're not taking care of yourself and you have a protective layer of fat around your heart. And if you don't start caring for yourself, it's going to disappear and your heart's going to stop. And she was just that blunt. And it was like, I just needed to hear that. Yeah. It was almost like I was, I hated where I was, but I also felt comfortable where I was. Mm. And I needed to just be jolted out of that and say, okay, God, And that summer, I read a book called Desiring God. Mm. And in that book, you know, God is just lifted up as this glorious, amazing, sovereign being who loves us deeply and has lavished his life on us or his love on us in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so Christ suffered in my place and and took the greatest suffering that, that I deserved and took it on himself. And there was just this whole new view of God and Christ and my life and how I could have satisfaction and joy in Christ. I didn't have to be burdened with, you know, guilt and shame and regret. Even thinking about how for 13 years I had questioned God, there was a lot of shame in that. And I would say for me, it didn't just happen overnight. It's, it's been, it's still a process that I'm still working through, but I'm certainly, if I look back 20 years ago, I'm in a way, way better place. I see all the ways that God has helped me and, you know, kept me and helped me to move one step forward each day. And so, yeah. 
Wow, thank you for sharing that. Now, we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything that the both of you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? I think, you know, another thing that I haven't really talked about is that suffering can actually even prepare us for ministry. Mm. God, as God comforts us and as we receive his comfort and, and find him to be our all in all, then when we meet someone who's suffering and in pain, we can then reach out to them with the same comfort that God has given us. And that has really been a blessing in my life. I have enjoyed, I'm not so much a person that necessarily likes being up in front, but I really enjoy one-on-one conversations with people. And I really am grateful that when someone comes to me with suffering in their life that I, I don't understand it fully because their suffering is always going to be different, but I, I think I have a better understanding of where they're at. And that's just been a real joy for me and something that's just come Again, as the years have gone by, it didn't happen right away, but there's maybe that to look forward to, that as your children get older and maybe their care is less, um, that that's something that a ministry that you can have. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Krista? Yeah, I think, you know, when I'm said, you know, ministering and, of course, you know, being ministered yourself, but, you know, I have, you know, a group of, you know, family and friends I can just text or call and say, hey, I need prayer for this. You know, would you pray for me? And that, that's you know, encouragement for my soul. And again, you know, the, the word of God, you know, me, um, is through singing and reading and hearing it is just been a huge you know, blessing and, and help in my life. So find, you know, ways for that for people. Um, I think another thing we've learned is that this world is not our home. Right. You know, and just remember that. This, yeah. this, you know, there's the verse from Second Corinthians 4, we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. our hope. Amen. Yeah, yeah I, I so agree. Um, suffering definitely is a ministry. And I guess in the midst of suffering, it's also really, really hard to be content. But thank the Lord that we have God, right? Our source of hope, our source of faith and that we can go to him. And so I just really wanted to thank you both for coming on the show and for sharing the topic of suffering, because if anything, I think the both of you know it so well. And I really just appreciate you both sharing on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.